0: Welcome to another episode of the Trailer Island Podcast. Would you believe it's episode 10? We made it to ah, double digits! Yay! Thank you. If you've made it so far, all the way to episode 10, we thank you. I'm Yeah. I, I, I mean, to,
1: yeah. by all means, just kick in at any moment, no, yeah,
2: So I, I was just thinking, I mean, oh, I think if people are still listening 10 episodes in, that's fantastic. Thank, thank you think, very much.
1: I think if they're still listening 10, 10 episodes in, I'm wondering... When are we going to get rescued off the island, you know? That's you true, we have every week. We're running out of People volleyball. No, we're here. Yeah, well, I mean, last week we talked about the time tug. The
0: only thing that that can do is get us through time. It's not going to get us off the island. Yeah, it's, it's not, not
1: going st- so to
0: no, get us to 2004. It's not space and time, it's just time. So yeah. we're very much
2: stuck where we are.
0: <laughs> I absolutely love that. Uh, I am your host, Alex, and I'm joined by... Steve. And Matthew. And did you know that our uh, outside Australia, our second biggest audience is, mm. comes from the Netherlands?
1: Oh. What's, our, what's our first biggest audience? Wonderful.
0: Uh, it's Australia.
1: Oh, but uh, Korea's up there, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, Korea's in there yeah. somewhere. Yeah, we've got a big um, Korea following. Hello, Korea. Yeah, this week, we have, because none of us can go to the movies. Mm. Uh, actually, Steve, did you go to the movies? I went I was, to the movies, yeah. What did you did, did you go see a current film? Was...
1: I sort of it's been out for about 6 months but like probably 3 months here in Australia. Uh that is um the David Copperfield film film. I can't remember the full title but it's a uh, Dev Patel Hugh Laurie. Okay. Uh if guys go see it. If you're willing okay. to to sort of push the limits and go to the theater these days, go see it. Well, uh, as we are uh,
0: amongst a global pandemic, we are taking the liberty of talking about a lot of films that are streaming online, and again, we've got another Netflix mm. film. But it is a new it? film. This is
2: a, this is a very new film on Netflix. It is 2020 Netflix. fresh
0: out of the oven. Yeah. That's right. Um,
2: sh- shall I do some introductions? Oh, uh, p- p- please. Yes. All right. Well, the, the Netflix film we're talking about tonight is called The Old Guard. Huzzah.
1: Who are you? You can call me Andy. I lead a group of soldiers. Fighters, like you. With an extremely rare skill set. What do you mean? Mother? Let's just say, we're very hard to kill. You've got questions, kid. You want answers? I think she has potential. See, you're already healing faster. You're gonna do great. So you good guys or bad guys? Depends on the century. So we really never die. Just because we keep living doesn't mean we stop (laughs) hurting. Throughout history, we've protected this world fighting in the shadows. It's nearly impossible to disappear in the world we live in today. These are extraordinary individuals. ...are extremely resistant to capture. They're going to lock us up and weaponize us. But they've never faced an army like ours. An army of five. If we can unlock their genetic code, the entire world will be begging us for the key. Let's move! Wait for the signal. How the hell can you even tell?
0: That was the trailer for the 2020 Netflix film The
1: Old Guard, starring Charlize Theron. If I had to pick a, a like a trailer that sort of exemplified what tra- like what the, the the stereotypical sort of cliche trailer is these days, it would probably be that. Yeah, there are it,
2: a lot of Inception horn noises in that trailer.
0: It just it's just sort of the. Uh, I, yeah.
1: Everyone talks about the the whole the cliche line. Oh, the world has changed. I reckon the second most cliche line in a in a trailer is, "Who are you."
2: <laughs> that might be a bit unfair but yeah okay, yeah.
0: I don't know I feel like I've seen this trailer a hundred times
2: Yeah, yeah the, the trailer the trailer for this this film um, didn't excite me um, I, I am going to say from, from the outlook because both of you are looking at me quite <laughs> intently. I, I did actually enjoy this film but the trailer but not the trailer didn't hype me up mm. for it I was I sort of went oh, okay I'll sit through this and then when I actually saw the film I thought oh this is much better that, that trailer like you say is really cliche there's nothing really all that interesting in it. At least in the way that it's put together, it's quite
1: boring, the trailer I found. It definitely doesn't like missell the film though. Oh.
0: Oh. No, I think it represents the film quite well, that it's a mess and it's completely oh, wow. out of whack. All right, uh, here we go. Mess, Strap a mess a bit <laughs> uh, <laughs> Okay, where do we start with it? Should we I'm... start with the plot? What, what's yeah. the plot? Yeah, yeah, Matt, you seem to be paying attention the uh,
1: most. I, I,
2: I, apparently, <laughs> yeah, I actually managed to sit through all of this in one sitting, which is, I thought really, you know, that's a good sign. Um, so this is a film, um, Charlize Theron uh and uh, her colleagues you about four colleagues um they all they are basically immortal and they and they've all been living for a certain amount of time and as a result they've taken it upon themselves to kind of be a bit sort of like like batman um I never thought of it, yeah yeah bat, pe- of bat people bat perhaps pe- bat people yeah and they go around <laughs> and they ch- and they've and they've sort of been present throughout moments in history trying to sort of create change for for good um for the most part at least and and when we when this film starts they they're all a little bit down and out i think they're sort of it, the, the film kind of references the fact that, that in terms of, I guess, in, w- warfare and stuff, things are getting a bit worse. And so mm-hmm. they're sort of saying, like, what was the point? How Are we really helping that kind yeah, of thing? And, that, and that's sort of where we catch up with them. And then look, the story is not going to break any new ground. Basically, the main premise is that there is a, a company that find out about them, the fact that they are immortal, and they want to capture them and find out what it is that makes them immortal and then obviously make money out of that and that's basically it and then and then there's some fresh blood that comes through which they have to look after and take under mm-hmm. their wing.
0: Yeah, that's a, another character that's introduced, Nile, who's played by Kiki Lane, who discovers that she has she she must she must be she's an American soldier, she's in her mid 20s mm-hmm. thereabouts, has no pre previous uh, experience that would indicate that she is immortal and then all of a sudden realizes she is. Yeah. She's thrust into this new world of being an immortal, and they, the other, I guess you call them, the old guard, yeah, seek out to find her because they feel that she will expose who they are. For a group of people that don't want to be found, they certainly don't do a lot to hide the yeah. fact that they exist. No,
2: that's, that's you know true. walking
0: around like you think, you know, by now you probably work out. Maybe wear some masks when you're going on a mission <laughs> or, uh, uh, you know, if you know, wear a head covering of some sort. I'm going oh. to really, uh,
2: I've got my work cut out for me to try and defend this film, haven't I, uh, for yeah. this session.
0: We start the film with, We're... actually, where does it even start? <laughs> so it starts it... with the old guard. Like...
2: It, it starts with the old guard and... What's, um... Theron's character's name. I think Andy. Andy, Andy. Andy. It starts starts with her kind of. Um, so she's the eldest out of the old guard. Um, it's never ex- ex- expressly stated how old she she is, but it's it's hinted that she is very very old. And We're talking thousands of yeah, years old, yeah. like very old. And she's sort of basically saying she's getting a bit sick of the whole. Every time she does die, she has to. Stand back up and do it all over again, kind of thing. She's looking for meaning. I think she's looking for a reason to continue. I think is because her arc these in this film.
0: their their power is such, they don't know where they get it from. That's right, and it can run and out as well. There is a fear, and it's introduced at some point that what's well, told to us that this power can just at any point for no rhyme or reason <laughs> just stop. There's nothing that indicates that it's going to happen.
2: We also never find out if if there is a reason for that. It's just sort of they they expire at some point. At you, some point, the injury yeah. that
0: they get may be the last that they get and they die. They can be injured, they can be hurt, mm. and they can die, but then they, like a good Wolverine, uh, just yeah recover and
1: come back to life. Is that ambiguity sort of pulling you away from the film? Because, I mean, those unanswered questions, I think, thought for me I personally I, I enjoyed that i like the fact that they, they they didn't feel like they were obliged to explain that or that it that it meant anything massive in terms of the, the history of the character it's just like okay you guys you've got a a time period here you don't know what it is you don't know where it comes from as well i thought that was just that's probably one of the positives of the film for me
0: uh, last week we talked about Lemony Snicker and the world building and it really hit you from the start. This is the world and this is what it looks like and you got it straight away. You understood yeah. it. In this, I it mm-hmm. was so beige. It was just like yeah. I don't understand who I should be uh, excited about, who is the main character because – you're introduced to this world and you spend sort of the first 20 minutes understanding who these people are and what they're capable of. They're very violent. They're very capable of doing missions, blah, blah, blah. And then you're introduced to this new character who is now immortal, who can do all these amazing things, but you already know what they are capable of. And Mm. so you've got this brand new young character who you're not discovering this new world with them. Yeah, you okay. already know because the film's gone, well, we're going to explain everything to you and here you go. So you, you thought the film should have started with with our, our fresh character who knows nothing about it, discovering it as they... Yeah. As it, they, okay, it, yeah. I feel like the structure was off. They should have really started yeah. with her... And like we could have got snippets of the thing that the film does really well is when they go back in time and show these really small snippets of them in previous lines. This
2: is why I like the film so much is is that sense of of the passage of time and and they've been present in moments in history. And to me, this was kind of what the Assassin's Creed movie should have been. Is are these are these figures, these figures that are present throughout history and alter well, yeah, altering history and they're all sort of integral to it and they've got like this this ever expanding um web, if you like, of connections
0: throughout throughout the passage of time I thought that was the strongest element in the film that, I really feel like that's what the film should have focused on a bit more because we have our our character Niall the new young face and she is like oh what is this new thing and you know you as the audience don't feel like that you've really you're discovering new things as well because you're already aware of it I feel like the film should have started with her mm. if not there's a prologue of us seeing these events throughout time of these people doing things kind of like um you know at the start of watchmen how yeah. they have sort of this montage of sequences it doesn't give anything away but it's enough for you to understand okay i understand this is important sure and then the old guy could have come along and extracted her in this you know really because you think for people that are thousands of years old they've got a pretty down pat how to yeah. Yeah. execute and- things but they just seem
2: clumsy Oh, I thought the um the action sequences were actually quite. Then they're, they're never quite as good as like John Wick or anything. But I no, thought no, they no, were the, quite good. The action
0: sequences are fantastic, but strategically. Oh, that's what you mean. Yeah. I mean, uh, from a strategic standpoint,
1: I feel like they could have, I don't know, been a bit more precise about it. I think structure here is is probably a big problem, and it goes for uh, two things. It goes for unearned, and it goes for cool every time. So yeah. th- the beginning of that film. it's chosen because, oh, that's going to be the the coolest way to introduce all these characters. What you're, what you're talking about is a fantastic idea and it it sort of earns our bond with Niall as well. Yeah. We're seeing what she's going through and we're experiencing the same thing she is. And when she inevitably dies for the first time, we, we experience that with her.
0: Yeah. That would have been good actually. And the other problem as well is that when we've, Discover her for the first time, she goes through this death cycle very quickly. Mm-hmm. We don't understand as an audience what she loses by gaining this superpower.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, yeah,
2: it does make a big thing about how, you know, all her friends for some reason now think she's the Antichrist for whatever reason. Yeah. Putting, yeah. It, putting it mildly. But I feel like that was quite lazy.
0: Yeah, it's sort of like, oh, people don't like her anymore. So you yeah. know you need to understand why that's like I, I honestly it
2: didn't build that, enough that for that. That reaction me. I thought was a bit um unrealistic. honestly thought yeah. like, even if you have healed that quickly, your friends are just gonna be so pleased that you're still alive. Yeah. Surely. They're not all gonna suddenly go, This person is is something we should all be afraid of. I don't know. I feel like that was Played. I feel like if
0: I if I had learned that power and I'm with a bunch of mates, I'd be like, watch this <laughs> and <laughs> earn money somehow off of them going, Do you reckon I can do this? And they'll yeah. be like, No, you can't. And then I don't know, do something like that would be a very that's probably <laughs> jackass the old guard, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so that was that was a bit of a a, a thing that I had. Led. I,
2: I still think what I love about this you you're talking about world building, and one thing I did think they did quite well, I thought was was the character world building. I think a lot of the backstory here was delivered in a way that didn't feel like exposition. It was sort of uh, f- there are a few moments where it's very on the nose, but for the most part. I felt like it was delivered in a way that was quite engaging and you sort of go okay that's sort of, we're sort of being fed these little bits of information as the film goes along you can sort of put something together as it happens. I thought that was done quite
1: well. I thought those those bits they were sort of the weak point for me. There's a lot of oh. there is a lot of exposition and on the nose exposition in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the writers of this film really got dialogue correct. Um, that might be might have been a writer's issue, it might have been a director's issue. But I sort of felt like I wanted to be showed more, like instead of instead of narrating the the, the whole backstory with Andy's first immortal find. Yeah. Just, yeah, just just show us the story. Right. Okay.
0: Yeah. There's, there's yeah, because she's telling of, it in a modern format, yeah. and then you're just seeing glimpses of it from the past. And, and like they were some of my favorite parts mm. of the film. Charlie Theron's character Andy and and Nile the the fresh face. They, for me, were the least interesting characters of the troupe. I was have those, to agree with that, Those actually. supporting yeah. characters, I feel like I felt for them a lot yeah. more than the others because, you know, Andy's sort of this very dark, just like, mm. I can't be bothered with the world. I'm like, well, that doesn't make you interesting. Like, why do I then care about your character? Yeah. Uh, she She's a bit of a, yeah, a hard...
2: Not to crack really in terms of likability. She does walk around, you know, she's got the haircut and she's meant she's meant to be all oh, really cool and that dark was, and, and dark and broody. Yeah.
0: I feel like after a thousand years you'd be just a little bit more mental than that. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't sort of have the capacity to be like, uh, the world's bad. You sort of just have to be a little bit more I don't know, a little bit more. I also anyone. don't
1: think this would be the first time she's lost faith in humanity. I this shouldn't be like <laughs> yeah. this shouldn't be a new thing for her. <laughs> yeah. She's yeah, you, gone through like Black Plague and all, eh, like the Crusades and everything like that. And now is the time she's getting a little bit disheartened and yeah. giving up on stuff like that. Well, that's are a good you're
2: sh- point. Yeah, sure. I just feel a little bit
0: sad today, guys, so I'm going to give up on humanity. <laughs> <laughs> what a perfect place to start the film. <laughs> you know, I just wish, you know, they showed them that, you know, they show her as a badass, which is fantastic. But I feel like we should have seen more of like what she'd done
1: throughout history. What I do appreciate is what they did with that character toward the end. The implication is that her actions, while not directly benefiting humanity are indirectly benefiting. Yeah. Mm. That, that, I, I, that, that came out nice, really nice. That was a nice touch.
0: I really like that. And that's and that's all part of the James Copley, who's sort of the CIA agent who's tasked with, on behalf of this medical company, to trap and capture these old guard, to, to bring them back to be experimented on. That's played by Chiwetel Efejo. Is that how he is?
1: Chiwetel Efejo. F 4 I'm not even going to attempt it He's a very very high profile actor He's a fantastic actor I
0: really liked his character in this film I thought he was probably the standout character And I loved He had a really lovely arc He he did I was just going to say actually um, I I sort of thought I knew what his character
2: was going to be As soon as we met him in the film and I was very pleasantly surprised by the fact that he he actually
0: did have an arc. I thought he was going to be a very yeah, t- two-dimensional character, and he wasn't. He was actually quite well... He probably grew the most, I, think I felt, so. out of all yeah. the characters. Um, and he's working for... Uh, Dudley Dursley. Yeah, Dudley Dursley. It was very strange seeing in a role other than Dudley. <laughs> it was just like uh, so that that's the um, actor Harry Milling, and he's playing the youngest farmer bro CEO, oh, Stephen Merrick, Eisen, uh, not Jesse Eisenberg, um, Mark Zuckerberg. Um, <laughs> I can't. I can Well, it was basically Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, it? he
2: was actually. Yeah, that's what. That's yeah. It was weird.
1: <laughs> I can't stand that that stereotypical like young, like young billionaire. Like, bro. Yeah, that, that it's definitely going to have the jacket and the yeah. hood as well.
2: That definitely didn't work for me in this film. It's like, don't cookie cut
0: such an obvious character. Yeah. Just get Charles Dance in. You know, have a
1: good yeah.
2: villain,
0: yeah. so we can believe. <laughs> yeah. it. Oh, now you want? Now I'm going to I'm going to Photoshop Charles Dance's face <laughs> wow. all over that film because that would have yeah. been a fantastic villain. Or Ian McKellen or someone. Just someone good. <laughs> no, no, oh, no, oh, no, no offense. No, now no, I, I want good. Ian McKellen. No, so it's I, I should Dance. say I'm not. Um, was his name Harry Melling? Uh the so he plays the bad guy yeah, Harry and, Melling. Yeah so his... Oh no no he is Harry. Yeah, no, so, yeah, so <laughs> his that's name what I was Harry. asking. Was he he the plays the character
2: Stephen Merrick. The actor is does not do a bad job. But I think it's more it's the writing and the direction. Oh yeah oh, without yeah, a doubt without a doubt. Um, so I'm not having to go at his performance at all. It's more just the character and their interpretation just didn't work for me. Again I
1: think that's probably the only disappointing thing about Jewett G- 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 L... AG4 was that instead of showing us his his wife died from AOS...
2: Yeah,
0: I know what you're gonna say. Just,
1: just, just show us. Yeah, just show us. Just show us a really heartbreaking moment of her on a on a deathbed.
0: And it's it's like in John Wick. The very start of that is yeah. you see him with his love for his wife, and then you see the funeral. Like you see the deathbed. You see the funeral. And that's without a word being spoken. John
2: Wick did come to mind a lot when I was watching this film, for better or worse. I think this film definitely in its its action was really aiming for a John Wick-style kind of um, um, adventure, if you like. The thing about the John Wick films, as you've just discussed, is it's able to get that kind of backstory and world-building across with very little words, whilst also delivering the action at the same time. Whereas this film starts out with quite a bit of action at the beginning, and a, a fair, a good chunk of action at the end, but in the middle, mm. it is a lot of talking and a lot yeah. of characters just sort of chilling out and sort of being broody together.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think I I wouldn't be here to fault the action in any way. No. And There's a particular death that occurs at the end that oh. made me actually like jump out of my seat and exclaim. Yeah, like, me like, too. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it's um, very good. It was good. <laughs> And so the action is fantastic and how they do all the stunt work is is really good. But I think that's
2: why I like this film. And I know I started this podcast and I haven't said too much other than I sort of like, you know, little bits here and there, but I really enjoyed this. I think because I could just, I liked the premise. I could turn my brain off and just sort of enjoy it for two hours. It was sort of like Tom Cruise's The Mummy film. No one's ever going to say that's their favorite film, but it's enjoyable. Yeah. Um, and I think I feel the same way about this is the action's good, the character's are there to a certain extent some are better than I was but I kind of enjoy the the premise and the journey
1: I definitely don't think this is a bad film no I definitely think this is sort of middle of the road and it feels like the first chapter of a franchise film and the first chapters are usually always pretty substandard it's when you get into the second and third film where you get to sort of flesh out your characters yeah that's when those films start to really ramp up and, and gain some quality. This one just, it, 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 if we did watch second, The Old Guard, I'd probably enjoy it more.
0: Yeah, this really felt like the first episode of a TV series. It, I have to agree with that, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you yeah. could cut it in the middle, make it one hour a piece, and you've got two episodes for your first season of a, of a TV series. And then you would have felt like, you could, okay, I'm going to stick out and and be more engaged and want to learn more about these characters. But I just didn't particularly care for many of them. I, the supporting actors I really liked. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think they treated the main characters uh, as well as they should have. And that brings me to a point about the stakes. Oh, what yeah. I felt like, what was at risk here in this film? They've got to get them back from being experimented on a couple of them get captured yeah. and that's sort of it isn't it and that's sort of it and when you know that they are invulnerable to death mm-hmm. <laughs> that or you know they can come back to life then it doesn't feel like that's a risk they're going to get out at some point but what the film does introduce you to the idea of or the concept is that you can be captured and stored away i love that with yeah with for, it and that was like probably the terrifying highlight of this film yeah. when they introduced the idea of that you could be stuck somewhere and that scared the bejesus out of me and I felt like that should have been the risk in this film.
2: Actually, I yeah, I would agree with that because that's definitely something that really made me sort of sit up and go, oh, that that would be well,
1: horrifying, hor- horrible thing yeah. to happen, yeah. you
2: know, to yeah, be stuck dying on a loop or something, you know, it would that be is, awful.
1: Yeah, that is the old adage about immortality is that one day with... Like, the chances are, of course, infinitesimal. But because you're immortal, one day you're gonna fall down somewhere and get stuck.
2: Yeah. And I, actually, talking of immortality, that was I think one of the things I really, really liked about this film is it really—it's it's been done before. It's not new, but it did I think a great job of the whole kind of, you know, wouldn't everyone love to be immortal? And then you don't realize, well, actually, you'd be pretty, pretty lonely. And the first hundred years of you being immortal is gonna suck because everyone you know yeah. is gonna die very slowly. Yeah. Um, and I thought this film did a really good job of sort of
0: showing that immortality is not really something that you should be looking well, for. Well, they, they address that with the Nile character. She's like, well, I've got a couple of years where I could hang out with my family and parents and they wouldn't notice that I'm not ageing. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, at some point though...
1: You're going to have to address that. It's, it, it's odd. Uh, it's a good contrast between... Because uh, it does start off with four main characters and, and two of them, Andy and, and Booker, Sebastian... They, they both borrow they do explicitly say they they live with the grief and I think they do a really good job of sort of emoting to that yeah what I did have an issue with is probably the love story between the, the other two male leads which I thought was just completely unearned
2: it was a bit forced it was definitely a bit I didn't mind it until there was there's and it' sort of played as a joke there's that scene about halfway through where they're both captured mm-hmm. and they sort of go on a bit of a they have a bit of a monologue yeah. And it just comes across as incredibly forced and unnecessary. Again, again
1: unearned. I mean, yeah, they, they'd yeah. they set these two characters up to be someone to to be a couple that really, really loved each other, that you know, that acted on that sort and of I thing. I think that's what they were going for. They just yeah. didn't quite pull it off. I yeah. think
2: at, towards the end there are a few bits in the end of the film we're not giving anything away where I think it starts to pay off that they a you know, little the, bit, yeah. that they're really looking out for one another. Yeah, but, but that, that
1: monologue an, is way too early in the film. It, uh, absolutely,
2: absolutely and, and I think in the middle of that film it just doesn't come across. It's not portrayed well, initially at least. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they work well as a team. In that end, where you sort of see, they've been, like you said, Alex, you know, they've all been doing these these fights and stuff for, you know, hundreds of years. You can see that, I think, in, in some of them, how some of them work better with one another yeah. than others do. And yeah. there are more partnerships here with between some of them than others. Oh, some,
0: some of the like, the, t- the tag team moves that they do to dispose of enemy yeah. is just <laughs> like, what? Yeah, absolutely, it yeah. It's
1: quite, quite exciting. I like the fact that they're still far with axes and swords. I don't know.
2: I, I love that. Nice. That was the one what? thing in the trailer that had me excited. Was when she's in the church and she uses the sword as well as machine guns. I thought that is so cool. Yeah, that's going to be great.
0: Now, why why wouldn't they wear some form of body armor? <laughs> the film shows that yes, they can be incapacitated. Why not prolong that? They can be hurt and they feel the hurt and well. they feel yeah. the hurt. You know, if if I knew that I would recover from a stubbed toe, I still. I mean. Anyone can really recover from a stubbed toe. doesn't mean I want to experience the pain next time it yeah, that happens. I'd Actually, rather prevent it. It's, it's a slightly different point, point,
2: but and I might be just overthinking it, but they, they sort of go on, on about the witch hunts. Um, some of them had been alive during that time. Yeah. And I was thinking about, okay, so they, okay, they're immortal and they've, they make a joke, or someone of them have been burnt to death a number of times and obviously have survived. <laughs> and I was like, wasn't there a thing with witchcraft or, or maybe it's vampires where you cut off the head and bury it somewhere else from the body? And again, I might be overthinking it, but if you did that to one of these people, would, they, would their head grow
0: back? Like, what would happen? you think you've Wolverine and yes. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I don't know. That, yeah. that, that did
0: cross my mind. I was like, how well, would that... Because
2: that's that the one do? thing, and I think they don't address it because they don't have an answer. It's like, well, actually, that probably would kill them. there would be something
1: <laughs> interesting to explore in further yeah. films.
2: Or maybe their body would grow back from their severed head, from the brain, and that's how it could happen. That would be that's great. That's how I think it would happen. Yeah, like over maybe like 100 years, it takes them to grow back their body...
0: Yeah. Deadpool baby legs. <laughs> yeah, okay. It did make me think of like, would you like have this sort of this fetus body? <laughs> horrendous. Oh, yeah.
2: Anyway, like I said, I'm probably
0: reading too much into it there. Another part of this that tickled me the wrong way was I don't think I've ever used heard or seen a more ham-fisted use of music.
1: Oh, I was just about to say this. In a film in my life. I despise the soundtrack. It's
0: like they've gone to, okay, okay what's the top ten most oh, popular yeah. songs at the moment? Um, that one's got the lyrics that sort of work with this song. I'm going to choose that to score the film. Here's an
1: excellent example where uh, a composer could go back and look at where each one of these characters come from and design a, like, a nice character motif for each. Yeah. And, and right. n- there is none of that in this none film. None of it. Yeah.
0: No. You're talking about ancient characters yeah. that don't have anything to identify them. Because yeah, they all dress, obviously, in modern, broody, hipster clothes. The music in this film will age.
1: Yes. A, yes.
0: a score, for the most part, will not age. It took yeah. me
1: out of the film, and it shouldn't
2: do that. Well, I mean, you know, last week we talked about um, unfortunate events. Thomas Newman's score, 15 years on, is still mm-hmm. giving us cry. Um, whereas, like you say, this, this film, I had the same thing. I'm not well-versed in modern music. But I, I definitely had the feeling of someone. The directors just loaded up their Spotify playlist and put it to this film. They, yeah. they should have had an original score, like you say, that that works with all the characters and their backgrounds. I just, and again, like it, maybe it was a budget thing. I don't know. But it had like a seventy million dollar budget yeah. for this film. Yeah, it does look like it is. It looks good. If, they, if they've given it that,
1: if two characters are going to give me a, a nice loving monologue in the middle of the film and they Ugh. can't even accompany it with like this really swelling sort of melody. The, w- w- why am I watching this film?
2: Yeah, and then they just played off as a laugh immediately afterwards. Mm. It's sort of anyway. Yeah. yeah that I, that moment did really annoy me in the film. Yeah. It really
0: annoyed me. I did I was I was really frustrated with the music and like just I don't know. You, you could have chosen I could think of probably 10 songs per example uh, That would be better Than mm-hmm. going Oh this song Has got the lyric About fighting yeah. hard I'm they, going to put that song They
2: in. really should have put David Bowie's
0: heroes At the end <laughs> And I would have made me Make yeah. me cry But that that song Would work as well Wouldn't it really You know like Even some uh, You know some old school Like Clapton Or something like that yeah, Would have just Would have been great Worked with the vibe So much more But this felt like It was too much like We're cool characters And we're gonna do This cool stuff <laughs> You know, look how cool we are. I'm like, I don't care how yeah. cool you look. I don't have effort for being this cool. No, what I care about <laughs> is you and your journey. Yeah. You know, that's what I want to care about. Mm-hmm. But it just uh, fell flat.
1: Okay, yeah, fair enough. I, I don't know where you put it down to the laziness or just trying to be cool the entire time.
0: I don't know that
2: they were lazy because a lot of effort's gone into the action sequences at least. Yeah. And maybe that's the issue. Maybe they've gone, like we sort of mentioned earlier, Let's try and make something comparable with the action in John Wick. And that's the only thing they focused on. Mm. And they just thought the rest will just take care of itself if we can get the action right. Yeah. Maybe that's what happened. But having said that, like I've already said, I kind of enjoyed it just because it was a fun action ride, you know, mm-hmm. in a way. It, could, it definitely could have been better. But yeah, I enjoyed seeing them decapitate people and use excessive violence for no
0: reason at all. You probably you probably feel like how I felt about Fire Saga, where I was like, I can switch off, yeah. I can enjoy the comedy and just enjoy it for the afternoon. But in this, I just I just I, I didn't care about the characters. Yeah, and yeah. that's what probably drew me out of the film. Mm-hmm. And I did the classic thing where I paused, to look how long it ran. I was like, <sighs> oh, <sighs> two
2: hours. <laughs> <laughs> we only made it a minute
0: in. <laughs> I, th- I actually I think I got five minutes in. And I was like. Oh, it's going to be one of these films, isn't oh, it? You really did not like it, did you?
1: As soon as I heard the first like sort of pop music soundtrack, well, I was yeah, well out of it.
0: Yeah, okay. I, I think from the first 30 seconds of the trailer, I knew what
1: the film was going to be like.
2: Good trailer then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm more interested to see a second film. Yeah. And I think if like, if like, it happens.
2: I've heard lots of speculation online that they are going to make it. Oh, well, one.
0: if they didn't, they've wasted about <laughs> half of this film. That's true. Because they spend half yeah. of it setting up what could happen in the next film. Mm. And they and uh, I guess you could call it you know, it happens at the end of the film, but it may as well have been a post credit scene. A oh, very ham yeah. fisted I yeah. like that. I did, oh, did I you? I thought yeah. that was really cheap. I didn't like it. you really okay, I okay. saw it coming
1: among I away. didn't see it coming. I I, I mean, like I got th- three quarters of the way through the film and I was like, and you know what? I bet this element is gonna come back in the next film or like the third film or something like that, and it's gonna be sort of an interesting sort of concept. But um, no, right at the end of the film.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Bit cheap. Anyway, <laughs> what can you do?
1: <laughs> hey,
2: but look, she's got an axe and a sword now. <gasps> and Oh, she's stabbed the guy twice. Has oh, she's got three ex- hands. Such
0: excitement. <laughs> I did, uh, I, I must admit, I did like uh, when the character falls out a window. And you see her mangled body oh, yeah. come like, reanimate yeah. back to life. And then someone just says, and, oh yeah, she's all right. <laughs> and can I just, another gripe that I have with this yeah. is that can I just ask, how is it possible that someone falls out of a window, smashes into a car in the middle of London yeah. and no yeah. one is around? Well, you see, the answer to that question is that it's the middle of London and
2: it's clearly that kind of stuff just happens all the time. Can I just it's... say,
1: how can someone <laughs> sneak onto an army base in Afghanistan, one of the most protected places in the world without anyone notice and then knock out two guards. And then, li- and then take a soldier and steal a Humvee, Humvee and drive it into the
0: desert. Which is definitely not low-jacked. <laughs> and then just step off, step off a train yeah, in the middle of nowhere and like, I have to go to Afghanistan. I'm like, what? Are I, I...
2: Can they starve to death? I guess they just continuously keep starving in a cycle. Because she, she Ken, just walked yeah. across the desert, can didn't they, she?
0: Can they eat themselves?
2: <gasps> oh, God. God. <laughs> all right, time to wrap it up, fellas. Let's go. <laughs> and Korean. on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeet. <laughs> we are modern and up with the children. Yes. this is. Clear. We were clearly the target audience for this movie, weren't we? <laughs> well, we were. There, well, I, saw, I, I think we, we were, yeah. We all love John Wick, don't we? Uh, I, mean, yeah. I, I don't think I've met, ever met someone who doesn't like John Wick. So... Yeah, I think there's something that uh, it was slightly off of this film. It didn't quite achieve those those lofty heights as, as John Wick. Well,
1: that sounds like an w- excellent segue into our conclusion and ratings.
2: I think so, yes. Steve, would you like to go first?
1: I'll go first, yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it two and a half.
2: Oh, uh, sh- sh- shall we say like
1: regenerating pineapples today? Regenerating pineapples? Yeah, yeah they're Im- so immortal, immortal pineapples. pineapples. Yeah. Two and a half immortal pineapples because this film didn't set... Uh, any payoffs are Well, any substantial payoffs up? And I, I really want to see those character moments build and grow, and then and then and crescendo at the end. And it just didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it happened once, and and that was a nice moment, but it should have done it more.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: It it was just it was, they they went for the cool easy option every time, and not the not the real character driven one.
0: Hmm. You want want me to go next, don't you? Uh, No, I'll I'll go next because then you can finish on a positive note. Okay, wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I really enjoyed the action in this film. I thought that was fantastic. I feel like the acting was poorly directed and they weren't really given an option to really be something more. The supporting cast were by and large so much better. I really enjoyed their journeys. But I just couldn't get over none of that pays for the lack of story and character Mm -hmm. development, like with those main characters. There are a lot of things that happened in the film, like the flashbacks and stuff I thought were fantastic. That was great world building. But it didn't do anything for the time and place that we as the audience were set in the film. And for that, it's going to get a two.
2: Okay. Well, all right. Well, everyone's got their daggers out uh, for me now. Look, I, I have to admit, I do agree with what we've said tonight. I think if they had taken on board maybe a little more character study, that it would have been a much better film and I think you know the three of us have fixed this movie, so maybe they should give us a call. But um, <laughs> I, ha- having said that, and I, I you know it's still fresh in my in my mind because I watched it today, and and I had a really good time. I'm not saying it's the the best film ever, but I ha- really enjoyed it and would probably watch it again. So I'm going to give it a four.
0: So eight and a half immortal pineapples. Yeah. From yeah, okay, that's not too bad. It's not the uh, is that the worst? It's not the. I wor- think
1: it might be the worst. It's,
0: it's probably close. Yeah.
1: I think T Swizzle got better. T
0: Swizzle? I think T Swizzle got
1: eight, didn't it? Okay. I
0: don't know. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's not important. It's no, no. It's fine. <laughs> oh, I, it, it gets what it deserves. Oh, all right. Okay. No, democracy. I'm all for democracy.
1: <laughs> democracy, I don't think democracy manifests. Works. <laughs> Sorry, Steve? I don't think democracy works. Oh, let's not start quoting. Okay, let's and just and bring now. down the <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, this has been the Trailer Album Podcast I've been your host Alex And you can find us every week uh, From wherever you get your podcasts Don't forget to subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode And you can, given this is the 10th episode You've got 9 other episodes you can go back to We have a back catalogue baby A back catalogue yeah. um, We quite possibly could be bigger than the Beatles I'm not sure <laughs> I'm not sure you can visit us at trailisland.com.au. Visit on the Facebook page. Send us a message through either of those. That's mm. fine. There's a Twitter. Uh, yes, Island Trailer. And a Instagram as well. But yeah. We're, yeah.
1: We are now on email.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes, we are quite modern. And the Australian Postal Service. Ooh.
1: <laughs> you uh, should oh, do voiceover work.
0: I, I know, I should. Yeah. <laughs> we're
1: not actually on the Postal Service. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, dear. Oh. Uh, have any of you got a fax machine?
1: Uh, oh, I no. can.
0: Okay, all right, can. All right. So that's good. Send us a fax with <laughs> your name and details. <laughs> well, don't forget to join us every week on a Wednesday from wherever you get your podcasts. Please mm. feel free to tell your friends, you know, share, tell the world that we exist. Request we would, movies from us. Yes, and request films for us to do as well. Uh, thank you very much. Tonight I was joined by... Matthew and Steve. And we will see you next week on the next episode of the Trailer Island Podcast. Good night. Immortal Pineapple.